You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Jesus fucking fruitcakes on bikes, do we have one hell of a show for you. We have the stunning Miss Joanna Going, who plays the Queen of Chaos, Christina Kalina in the hit series Kingdom, now streaming on Netflix. Let's take a walk down memory lane. Miss Joanna Going was born in Washington, D.C., oldest of six children, and started her career in acting from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. You may have seen her in the movie Wyatt Earp alongside Kevin Costner, hit shows like House of Cards and Mad Men. Miss Going can do it all, folks. She was nominated for two awards, Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Dramatic Series, and Outstanding Actress in Primetime. We are honored and blessed to have spent time with this divine, classy, dazzling, captivating, absolutely beautiful person. The list goes on, people. You already know. Words cannot describe how much fun this episode was, so without further ado, the Funkaholics podcast proudly brings to you Miss Joanna Going. Hello. Is this Miss Joanna Going? Yes, it is. Oh hi, my hi, God. Hi. There she is. Hi, Angela. Miss Joanna. Hi, my goodness. Well, I'm so happy to do this. You guys have been so great. I love you guys. I lo- I've listened to all your episodes. Oh, my God. You are so <laughs> so smart about the show and just I I just your observations have thrilled me oh good thank you so much okay so I'm totally gonna have a Ryan moment right now before the fight starts (laughs) because my heart is literally leaping out of my chest (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe we better get to the part where we crack open a beer (laughs) that's right absolutely (laughs) she already knows us I love this Wait, have we done it? I <laughs> oh, um, I, I will, I will, I will get you ready for it. Okay, okay. I wasn't okay. sure. Why I, I heard something. I was like, oh wait, are we there already? Okay. <laughs> this is truly an honor and a blessing to have you with us. You know, on the podcast today, we've got a fun-filled episode for you. We hope that you're ready to be in the hot seat because we've got some really amazing questions for you. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> As always, in Funkaholics tradition, we do a toast. Ooh, I love the sound of that pouring. My goodness. <laughs> I'm still pouring. Okay. Hey, there we go. I love this already. <laughs> I I just gave both my dogs baths, so I'm I'm really in need of this right now. Totally understand how stressful that can be. Mercy gives me a hell of a time when it comes to bathing her. Yeah, I've got the eight pound one. You stick her in the sink. She doesn't like it, but it's you know you get through it in ten minutes. But the the bigger one, the Aussie mix, she's she hates it. She hates. She has very thick fur, and she hates water. And we get in the shower, just trap her in the shower, and fight it out. There you go. You gotta kind of like jump in there with her, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, the bathtub doesn't work. I have to like get in the shower, have her tethered, uh, tethered to the faucet, and just do it. Oh yeah, I learned that the hard way. I had a 
I have a large garden tub for my, you know, for, for my girls. And that was a, I, I gave up on that after the first try. Mercy jumped out of that thing <laughs> probably 15 different times. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Just yeah. go ahead. Run around the house wet. I don't, I give up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's just water. <laughs> I can't complain. As you could see, both of mine love taking a bath. I took a picture of them not too long ago and they're just there, just hanging out. <laughs> I just wish I had a dog that liked water. My Maisie. <laughs> The the Aussie has we had a pool when we first got her and she was freaked out by the pool. Anytime kids were in the pool, she was barking and barking and barking. She just did not like it. She wanted to take care of everybody. She just doesn't like it at all. That is too funny. So I am gonna go ahead and cheers the two of you. Salute. A great episode. Cheers. A great podcast. And to Miss Joanna for coming on with us. We like I said, I'm super nervous right now, so you're just going to have to ignore me. Hopefully, the Corona light that I'm drinking will settle in, and uh, <laughs> we'll get this thing going. Okay. I am drinking a Golden State Cider, a hard cider, Brute, to be fancy. Ooh. <laughs> I poured it into a Stella Artois glass, because I usually mm. like, I like Belgian beers, and my daughter's name is Stella. So, but very nice. The way that sound was coming through on my headphones, I almost thought you were pouring into like a really large goblet. Um, well, it's, you know, it's just a regular size. I don't know if it's special. I, 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 I got this glass for, it was some kind of fundraiser and I don't know what it was. I can't remember, but it's a fancy one. Very fancy. nice. I went a little fancy too. So I, I decided to open a 2010 it's a it's a red blend Bordeaux from Ooh. Casa Rondeña in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I said, "We're having Joanna on. I gotta go fancy, so I'm going. I'm going with a wine." <laughs> nice. I didn't think you guys did wine, so I was like, "Well, I gotta you know get a beer." <laughs> but I do wine too. <laughs> Anything that's got alcohol in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll do we'll do any of those. <laughs> You guys kind of make me feel left out right now. I'm over here with this uh, Corona light, and you guys are getting all oh, fancy. That's an old standby. We've got it covered. We've 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 got yeah everything covered. I we mean, covered like, we all got it covered in all ends of kingdom. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, Angela wanted to ask you a question. You know, when she was bringing out the you know the fancy bottle from Albuquerque, New Mexico. So in the on the Not So Millennial podcast with Brianna, we heard you, or I heard you. Talk about you spending time out here. Yeah, uh, I shot last year, last spring and the beginning of the summer, I was shooting a series called Interrogation for the CBS streaming service. I'm blanking on what exactly they call it, but it's, you know, CBS streamer. and um, It's All Access? Yeah, CBS All Access, exactly. And, um, yeah, it was a 10-episode drama based on a true life crime that happened in the 80s and you know it was a look back at this unsolved crime and it's uh you kind of see all angles of it because they because it's called interrogation and each episode is based around an interrogation of someone involved in the crime and you get different perspectives of it and you sort of go through it the way the detectives do so that was very, very interesting to do. I was the victim. <laughs> and because, <laughs> because 
you are seeing many perspectives, you are seeing me get killed over and over and over. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of gruesome. But if you love that kind of, um, you know, the SUV or LA Law or any of those kind of in investigatory crime dramas, you would really like Interrogation. I'm looking forward to it because you also have, is it Andre Royo, which yes, is the yes. hotel manager yeah. in Kingdom. So I bet that was fun to see him again. Yeah, he's a great character. I love him. And you play Mary Fisher. Yes. And and who killed her? Don't tell us, but. Uh, I, I that, mean, we that's... don't know. We actually don't know. It is oh. an actual uh, like a cold crime. Case. That happened in the eighties in um, in Van uh, no in um, in Sherman Oaks, California, and the the producers and the the writers and uh, and the directors everybody it was directed by Ernest Dickerson, and they did extensive research, uh, looking back into this crime, and her son who actually did go to jail for it went to prison he uh, is still alive and mm -hmm. it's questioned he actually ended up getting out of prison because it was proved there was you know some shenanigans with the with the evidence and mm -hmm. um so yeah it's very interesting because and that's why it's you know for anybody who likes crime drama you're you're sort of figuring it out for yourself and the gimmick is is that if you so choose you can watch the episodes in any order you can choose which order to watch them in so you get to the end of the one and you're like oh i want to know more about that person and you can choose which you know there's there's an there's an order that is suggested but really the idea is that you get to choose the order you watch them in and come up with your own ideas it's like a life clue yeah game. yeah <laughs> i love Sign it me up. i am in all right good <laughs> What do you like to do when you go to Albuquerque? I, 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 when I go to Albuquerque, I like to go to Santa Fe. <laughs> no. That's what we kind yes. of figured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. beautiful there. It's yeah. beautiful there. The Pueblos yeah. are beautiful. I, I spent a lot of time in Santa Fe many, many years ago when I did um, Wyatt Earp, the film, of, uh, film Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner. And I was, it, so I was in Santa Fe for six months. And, or five, five or six months. I, I got there early summer and I was there into the winter, into December. So I saw, you know, all versions of Santa Fe and I just was in love with it. It's a magical place. And uh, um, I, I love to go back there anytime I can. I've taken vacations there. And uh, so, you know, going now you have that train back when, when I was there you know yes. for so long you didn't have that but now that train I took the train when I was just in Albuquerque I took the train um there and just you know walked from the train station to the little you know um you know room that I got and it was great very cool so I have to ask I lived in New Mexico for a little while and any restaurant that you go to they always ask you if you want red chili if you want green chili mm -hmm. Or they have a thing that's called Christmas, which is red and green. What, what would you oh, pick? I didn't know about the Christmas, but I like green chili. Ah, <laughs> oh, me yeah. too. Me too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, and I'm glad you brought up Wyatt Earp. That was one of my favorite timepieces that you did as Josephine Marcus. Yes. I just loved that. I just loved that. And you actually, you have 
another timepiece that I really, really like, which is Mad Men. Oh, God. Yeah. And, you, and, you, and you play Arlene. Arlene, <laughs> yes. And why I like Arlene is, is um, for anybody that hasn't watched Mad Men, there's this episode with Arlene and her husband, Mel, and they're having dinner with Megan and, and Don Draper. And Arlene is trying to get Megan and Don Draper to come to get to know Megan and John Draper better yes, very much with her better. and yeah. very much better <laughs> with her and Mel. <laughs> and I love how Megan is like, um, no, maybe next time. <laughs> she's like really sweet about yeah, it. Yes, she's so polite. And, and, you know, we are her bosses, so she's trying not to like make yes. waves, but yeah. I thought that was so funny. I actually... I, I thought I saw like a little bit of Christina and Arlene. Well, there's a little with... bit of me and all of them. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in that manipulative way and, uh, you know, yes. in that um, using sex to, you know, get what she wants kind of way. Yeah. That was, that must've been so fun. Though. It was fun. I mean, that was the, the best uh, wardrobe fitting ever. Because I love vintage clothes. I've been collecting vintage, vintage clothes since I was in high school. And um, so to get to walk in there and, you know, just try on all these crazy outfits, uh, it was, it, and, you know, they're all real vintage pieces. And that was a blast. Yes. I just felt like a Barbie doll. It was so good. <laughs> it was Right? Yes. Well, and there's another one that I really, really enjoyed, which was you came out as Victoria Winter in Dark Shadows. I love that. I bet that was fun, That too. was a blast. It, that was one of the first uh, really big things I I did. Um, that was very early in my career and um, first series I did. And it was, it was, I, I felt very, it felt very special to me because I, remembered dark shadows from my childhood the original dark shadows in the, uh, mm-hmm. um, in the 60s <laughs> and um and yes. uh and i lived i, I grew up in uh, newport rhode island and that's where in the original dark shadows the house that was the exterior of collinswood was in newport rhode island where i grew up so we, everyone knew the dark shadows wow. house. and uh, that yeah. is so cool yeah so um and I, it, it was so much fun. It was, you know, it was co- costume drama. Even, even the the pre- the stuff that was set in the present time was costume drama. It was so over the top, and you know, we, we just could have so much fun. And it was that series was brought back by Dan Curtis, who was the creator of the original Dark Shadows, and he had done, you know, the Dark Shadows soap opera that was in the '60s, and then he he did mm-hmm. several different movies, offshoots of it. And, you know, they brought it, tried to, so it was, Dan Curtis was directing us and he was just um, a delight, like this, this rough, gruff grandpa guy sort of, you know, who, who he would kind of, you know, (laughs) shout at you, but I was (laughs) a little, you know, while when we started shooting, uh, Barbara Steele, who was uh, the actress who played Dr. Julia, and she had known and worked with Dan for a long time. They were close friends. And she kind of whispered to me, he's hard of hearing and he doesn't wear his his hearing aids. um, So then you just understand, you know, okay, you get it. But he just delighted in the show so much it was infectious you just wanted to make him happy and he got such a kick out of it 
and he loved actors. So, you know, it was a very huge learning experience for me. Um, I would just stay on set all the time when, you know, that when they were setting up lighting and setting up the cameras and they'd, you know, be like, you can, you can step off. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to stay here. Um, I want to watch, you know, I'm, I also am trying to stay. I had a lot of intense stuff to do on that show. So, you know, I was trying to stay in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was great fun. And oh it has such a loyal following. I am so grateful to the Dark Shadows fans who, um, you know, who are, they keep going. <laughs> they, they keep going. Yes. And um, I know there's a group that meets every year in, uh, um, at a house in, um, in Newport called um, um, Seaview Terrace. Uh, no, wait, is it Seaview, Seaview Terrace? Anyway, they, they, they go and have like a weekend in, 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 at, a ho- at Halloween uh, there and they, they it's, oh, it's, it's, what am I thinking? It's, it, it's the actual house. It is the house. I'm just blanking on what it's called right now, but it's the actual house that they, they used for the exterior. And I have a friend who lives there. He rents a room there. Oh my so gosh. He, he gives me all the inside scoop on, on the dark shadows. <laughs> they have these parties and they raise money to for the upkeep of the of the house of the house yeah. that is so cool so oh my gosh that is, I bet that would be so fun just to be a fly on the wall in one of those yeah. parties would be amazing do they dress up mm-hmm. oh boy do they oh, my oh gosh. yeah they dress up they dress up they screen uh they screen episodes they have in the basement that they have a whole um haunted house thing for Halloween, uh-huh. you know, a walkthrough. My friend walked me through all that. Um, that is so cool. And it's so, oh my it's gosh. so dear of the owners, the actual owners of the house to allow them to continue doing this. Oh my goodness. That is so that is cool. Very cool. I love very, that. Very, very cool. And the other show that I just absolutely loved you in was House, of course, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. You play the first lady, mm-hmm. Trisha Walker. One of the, yeah, the, the and, first first lady of the show. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and I just absolutely love that. I'm like, how cool would that be to play the first lady? Like, I bet that must have been so fun. She was having a little bit of a rough time with the president, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't. The, <laughs> it, it wasn't the most. It was a little dismissive. Yeah, it wasn't the. I, I. It wasn't exactly a. a you know, a show that. It, it wasn't a fun role, but it was an intense role, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was. Um, it's you know, you do feel when you're. F- playing presidential figures, you know, um, mm-hmm. you, you do kind of feel this sort of, imbo- you know, this embodiment or this this weight on you to, you know, represent these characters in the way they, you know, should be. Um, and, you know, to walk around the sets that are recreations of the actual White House <laughs> is, is um, <laughs> pretty amazing. But yeah, that, that was great great job i i'm so happy so pleased to be involved in that show because i was a huge fan um in the yes. first season and then to be asked to be in the second season was fantastic so speaking of these type of roles i wanted to touch base on christina <laughs> so okay should we do that <laughs> <laughs> so when when you first received the script and you were auditioning for Christina. How did you prepare yourself for that? When I first got the script, uh, you know, it was just a, it was just an audition, a regular audition. 
sent the script. It was called Navy Street at the time. It was originally called Navy Street. And, you know, your first thought is like, is this about the Navy? Which is why they changed it. Um, and then you're going, the, you know, oh, it's a show about mixed martial arts. I don't know anything about that except that I think I don't like it. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> um, it you know, it sounds brutal and it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's like dog fights. It's like, you know, it just sounds horrible. And I was actually working on a movie at the time here in, in L.A., a, a low-budget feature in which I was in every scene. And it was, it was, uh, it was a very dramatic, heavy uh, film about uh, a, my, my son uh, descending into schizophrenia. So I was intense in that movie. And, you know, it's just like, oh, you can go on this audition. And so I didn't give a lot of thought to it, actually. I, it was just, okay, I'm running, I'm from going from the set, going to go do this. Um, I'm thinking about this movie. So I was very relaxed, way more relaxed than I usually am at auditions. And I was sitting there with one very dear friend, another friend, people, you know, I see on auditions and we're, we're like talking about our kids, the whole, you know, while we're sitting out there waiting and, and then I get called in and when it was just uh, one scene that we, uh, we did um, with uh, casting director and Byron was sitting there and the scene was a, a sort of a version of the scene where um, Jay invites Alvi to dinner at the house and Alvi doesn't know I'm there yet. Ooh, I love that scene. So, mm -hmm. it, and then we had that little scene in the, in the living room where he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And, um, so it was a version of that scene. And so I did that and they, they recorded it and went mm -hmm. back to work on my film. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I didn't know anything really about the character because all I had had was the first episode. And all I knew is that she's on the street. Uh, but but what I what really drew me in is I, I read this script and thinking like, what do I know about MMA? And it didn't matter because these people and this family and these characters just drew you in. The writing was so rich. And I loved this character of Jay Kalina. And I get, <laughs> you know, I'm going along looking for where's Christina, where's Christina, where's Christina. And I get to the, toward the end and there she is and she's his mother. And I was like, oh God, I, I, I want to <laughs> like, be this guy's mom. And she's on the street. She's a hooker on the street. And I don't often, <laughs> I don't get cast as those parts. So I, you know, didn't think I had a serious chance at it. Uh, and, you know. That was it. I, I so I, I did the audition and we tried to I know they were trying to get a, um, a, a read with Frank, a chemistry read with Frank. But we were both working on on jobs we, and uh, on projects and we, we couldn't get it together. So finally, they cast me. That is so wow. Cool. That is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is so awesome. Like it just my love for Kingdom just grew like even yeah. stronger now. And I had no <laughs> idea what you know, what she was going to be at that time. Shortly after they cast me, I had dinner with Byron and he sort of, you know, described what he had in mind, where he was going to go, you know, where the, the character was going to go. But I was on board with the writing. 
from the get. So my mind's kind of running real quick because I know how you said, you know, like she's a hooker and she's, you know, living on the streets. Did you study or interview, you know, anyone like well, that or, you know, to. Yeah, I did not personally speak to someone, but I did a lot of research. I, um, I, you know, there, I, I was, I kind of looked specifically into prostitution in Los Angeles. Um, I found a photo essayist who I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name right now, but, um, he photographed prostitutes in LA, um, like, like these are raw, raw photos, uh, and he befriended them, and some of them, and he had interviews with some of them. So that was extremely helpful to sort of, you know, put she, you know, we're not, she's not a high class prostitute. <laughs> um, she's, <laughs> she's working the street. And, and then there was, um, there was a, you know, now we're talking a while ago because, you know, we made the show and we started making the show in 2014. So forgive me, my, my brain is, is uh, old. Um, But there was a, there was a a guy and I believe it, I believe it's Ohio. Anyway, there was this fellow who did, he was a journalist and he did a series of about prostitutions and and what he would do is he would bust the johns and he would you know he would go out and he would like he would kind of he would film these johns and like put them on tv and and bust them you know to try to fight you know the 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 prostitution that was going on in the the city that where he lived but he in along the way he record he befriended some of the the prostitutes and he had he had a a soft spot for the prostitutes like he did he, you know he he sort of sympathized with them because the way he approached it was that it was the Johns who kept this going in the community going you know mm-hmm. these these women were and men were just trying to like live and you mm-hmm. know some of them had children they were supporting and. Um, or or school they were trying to go to, um, so he has lots of interviews and those were very enlightening. So those those two things were were the main sources for me at, from the from the outset. And then as and then as uh, you know, I, of course, then I also uh, 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 researched the addiction side of of Christina quite a bit as well. And for that, I uh-huh. did, uh, I did speak to someone. I did have someone advising me who was a recovered heroin addict and she was a friend of a friend and she kind of helped me through the first few episodes whenever, you know, I had questions about something or, you know, she, I would call her or text her and she would kind of explain it technically or, you know, what did things feel like, you know? So that was really good. But also YouTube, like, you know, thank God for YouTube, but oh my God, also the horrors (laughs) on YouTube. (laughs) Um, More than you want to know, but I will say, I will say I'm so grateful to and so amazed by the number of people who are trying to kick who document on on youtube their what they go through in trying to to 
you know, get clean. It's harrowing. And these people, you know, they, you know, they record themselves doing it in the hopes of helping somebody else. And then there are some incredible documentaries. There's one that is uh, made in Vancouver. There's one made in Seattle that really, you know, they show it in all its rawness. So I, I try to immerse myself, you know, as much as that, in, in as much as possible without endangering myself. Because <laughs> that could easily happen. You know, you just kind of get so consumed into watching, you know, the video after video after video. Because um, you just want to know, like, are, did they make it? Did they do okay? Yeah. And I think, I think like all of the audience that has watched Kingdom has felt the same way because they have resonated so much with other one character or more than one character if not all of them and i think the fan base is just so just in in all all in with the show because of that because it was just the show was just so good and when it comes to seeing somebody that kind of goes through that process sometimes they end up doing it alone Mm -hmm. um because they do lose a lot of their family members Mm -hmm. that they don't want to be around and helping them. And that's kind of what I thought of when I saw Christina's life go through the shows from season one and season two and, and season three, because we really don't hear anything about Christina's past or her family. There's kind of like a glimpse and correct me if I'm wrong. When in the end of season one, when Jay brings her home and she's detoxed and she's Christina's kind of upset because these bars are up at the window mm-hmm. and she, she kind of throws a fit, but she goes back inside the room and Jay follows her and, you know, she tells him, you know, thank you because unlike everybody else, you're the only one that's helped me. You're the only one that stayed. It, is, is that about right? Like, does she just lose her whole family? Because we just don't hear that about her. Yeah. Um, you know, Byron made a, a, a real clear choice. Um, it was, you know, absolutely intent, his intent that, like, we're not doing flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So, so we, you know, we don't, we aren't going to see, like, you know, oh, here's what she was when she was a child. Here's what she was. So, yes, it, it comes up little, you know, ideas bubble up throughout the script. And, you know, and then that's for the audience to fill in the blanks. I think that mm-hmm. that is what allows the audience to relate because they can fill in the blanks with people they know or their own situation. Now, of course, I had my own story for Christina mm-hmm. and and I, you know, I don't know if it was the same story as Frank had, you know, or the same story as as Jonathan had or the same story as Byron had, but it was my story for Christina in my head. Um, and so, yes, you know, the bars, yes, she was incarcerated at some point. Uh, yes, she's lost everyone in her life. Um, you know, she, she doesn't have, she has nowhere else to go. You don't, yeah, you know, she doesn't, obviously there's not a mother she can call. There's not a sister she can call. There's not Mm -hmm. a brother she can call. I have a friend who, uh, who grew up in in on the uh, in the beach california like huntington beach venice venice beach areas and i kind of based some of my ideas about christina on her but yeah her family has either 
died or they're they've cut her out you know mm-hmm. which which if and if you know anything about you know alan alan on you know about about the family um about codependency it comes to that see it sort of naturally come to that with jay but you know really the prescribed steps for the family are you know you can only go you can only help so much they have to help themselves um, right yes. i i you know i had my own experience with um i have a my my father was an alcoholic he he was very high functioning in his alcoholism and he was always <laughs> with us um you know at one point we did an intervention on him and you have to be prepared to say bye or or to, right. or whatever not necessarily goodbye but you have to make your own rules for your mm-hmm. own preservation and right. um and yeah so that's that is hinted at with Christina and i'd love the fact that you say you kind of created this whole story for Christina um because i kind of want to know from your perspective what would you want the kingdom fans to know about Christina she loves her children more than anything. Mm-hmm. She loves yes. Jay and Nate. She didn't know Nate very well, hardly at all, but she loves him in her guts and and knows him in her guts. And Jay <laughs> is everything, you know. Um, so in spite of everything, the way she's failed them, she loves them so much. Wow. Yes. Oh. Yes, and you could see that. I love Jay yes. too. Yeah, <laughs> we all we all love Jay. <laughs> Joanna loves Jay too. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Joanna, with you mentioning that you know when you were reading the script, you wanted to um, be Jay's mother. There was an episode in there that absolutely crushed my heart. Well, not crushed my heart, but it like literally brought me out of my bed into the very edge of it. Was the scene where Jay found out that you were using again, he he had shot up in front of you for the first time. And the comment that he makes when when he tells you, you know, this is the first time I'm doing this, I'm a little nervous. How was the, how was, how did you prepare yourself for that scene with him? Like, how did well, you get yourself into that? When we did that scene, we'd already been living with these characters and living with this world for like a year and a half. So we were very close and, Tucker and I, we, we call Jonathan Tucker, we, we call him Tucker. Tucker and I were very close in, in a, with these characters and as actors with these characters in a, in a way we didn't have to talk about. We just, we just committed to it. And, but we also adore each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, he, from the very first scene I shot with him, he raised the bar. I was like, whoa okay you know <laughs> like I have to bring it um with him and he just you know he amazed me in every single scene I I did with him you never knew what what was going to happen and to your question you know we 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 were deeply invested in this story and these lives by that time so it wasn't very hard you know it <sighs> We yeah. were just, we just sat there. They, he, they sat me on that chair and he, I, I sat there and, you know, I, I, I was like, I, I was just trembling. I was, you know, it was, 
so hard between takes that, you know, not, not to be, you know, crying, you know, and, and when he, you know, he, he makes me sit there, he like twists my arm and I'm like, I know what he can do, you know? Uh So people, you know, it's like, why do you just sit there? You know, he, he, I know physically what he can do. I mean, (laughs) he already choked me out, you know? Yes. You know, before. He put me in the sleep. (laughs) Put me in the back of a truck so I know what he can do. (laughs) Yeah. So that was just crushing. I knew, you know, Christina knew she couldn't stop him. And she knew what he meant, you know. Now, like, you do see Jay shoot up previously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's not shooting heroin. Right. And, Chris, you know, Christina just knows what's shooting heroin. And then you see it, you know, play out in future episodes, uh, you know, just where that takes him. Oof. Yes. Thank you. And how do, you, how do you decompress from, like, an episode like that? Like, how do you go home and just, like shake it out and just be like, okay, (laughs) you know, I'm Joanna again. (laughs) You know, this was the longest I've ever worked out of my home. Um, Usually I go to location. I fly away somewhere. Um, I have a daughter. So, you know, since, since she was born, I would either, you know, when she was very young, I would take her with me and we'd be in a hotel room together or, you know, or I'd go on my go by myself and she would stay with someone as she got older. I would get in my car, drive home. The first season, the drive was long because we were shooting in Whittier, California. So it was like 45 minutes to an hour drive. So I would have that time to like listen to music and kind of, you know, decompress. Mm-hmm. But then the second season, we were shooting at a studio that was uh, seven minutes from my house in North Hollywood. Oh, that's um, nice. there go. But you know what? <laughs> I, I came home to a kid and two dogs and uh-huh. I had to, I had stuff to do. So, right. You know, I couldn't just dwell in it. And that mm-hmm. was the, the healthiest thing to have in playing a character in this, you know, in this state. And so I know, I know when you and Byron had the conversation about not wanting to have flashbacks in the show, there is a scene. And, and, and for me, I thought that this has to be a flashback because of the way Christina reacts. But in season one, Christina's telling Jay how one time Albie was put in a psych hold because mm-hmm. he had a, a gun to his mouth and he was trying to commit suicide. And at the, in season three, Albie's calling Christina telling her, Hey, I was just dreaming about you. Yeah. And the, the dream is so vivid that it just seems like, at least for me, I thought it was more of a flashback because then Christina just kind of hangs up on him. Like yeah. she doesn't want to have to you know, rekindle that again. And so is that, I don't want to call it a flashback because I know that's not what Byron wanted, right, but yeah. is it, I mean, well, is it something it's... that really did happen and Christina's kind of bothered that it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a dream Albie. like this really happened. This was a memory. Yeah, it's both. I mean, it's, it's a, it, it is a dream. He was dream. He was sleeping and he dreamed it. You gotta, you know, you look at where Allie, Allie is at that moment. Mm-hmm. He is, mm-hmm. He's he's preparing for a fight, something mm-hmm. he hasn't done in years. Years, yes. And right. he and it and he's struggling with it. 
on top of mm-hmm. everything else that goes on in his life. He also lost a child, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lost a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you, you know, flip back the years, Alvi and Christina got together when he was a fighter. She was with him when he was on top. He was with him when he was fighting all the time, when he was training and fighting and winning all the time. So, you know, he's, he's having this dream because he's, I mean, this is my perspective of it. Don't ask me, you know, you can talk to Frank about what Frank <laughs> um, But he's having this dream that is flashing back to, to events of earlier times because he is, he's back in a moment you know, he's back in a, doing something that he hasn't done for a long time and that he, you know, that where Christina was with him in early times. It's mm-hmm. not a play out of the scene that she's describing to Jay. And that absolutely okay. did happen. That is, you know, she's not making it up that that happened mm-hmm. with, when she's telling Jay that story. But it's evocative. It, 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 it's evocative of, of that of that time mm-hmm. in his life when he was, you know, he was a, a loose cannon, right. um, you know, and, and their life was, was, was chaotic and exciting and, and violent and druggy, you know? <laughs> so, you know, in, she, he, because Christina appears to him, you know, in a rather angelic sort of way. way. Yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, you know, but, what she says to him in that dream, you know, it's coming from him. It's not, it's not Christina saying something to him. It's coming from him. You have children. Right. Don't go. And they love you. And they love you. And they love mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Don't go. Don't leave. That is great. I love that. Love that. I want to change it up on you a little bit right now. Sure. Okay. <laughs> if you could rewind time and go back when Kingdom first started, is there a character or a different character you prefer to play and why? No. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you why. I mean, you know, I'm way too old to play Lisa. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have played Lisa. You know, when I, you know, when I read it, I pictured something different. And then Keely's portrayal was so much deeper than I thought, you know, that character was going to be. I mean, I, I just, I, you know, she, she brought so much and she was so much on a level with Alvi, you know, with, with, with Frank Mm -hmm. that, you know, no, God, no, I I couldn't have played, uh, um, I couldn't have played Lisa. And speaking of Lisa, I don't know if you guys know the incredible, really just mind blowing thing that Keely did in this show, because Lisa got pregnant because Keely got pregnant. And Lisa lost her baby because Keely lost her baby. This was something that she and Byron talked about. And it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. Yes. Thinking about her generosity um, in telling that story because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a story you often see on television. You know, it's like, oh, they lost a baby. And that's as far as it goes. But to really tell the story of what that is what it costs what it you know the pain of it um and the fact that she told byron okay let's do this was really incredible wow it was just just bow down to her yes 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 absolutely and i mean because it's like reliving it 
so raw and she did such a beautiful performance. We, we, we can't thank her enough because as again, as, as kingdom fans for us is we saw how each and every single actor and actress just poured everything into it. And, and for us, it was just so beautiful because you could see how genuine every single role was. And I think that's why a lot of us are so drawn into it. And I honestly, I think that kingdom, you know, it coming out on an audience network, I think was way ahead of its time because even now, as you could see everybody, you see it on Twitter, you see it on Mm -hmm. Facebook, you see it on Instagram and anybody that Nando T and I have said, you have to watch the show. Nando T and I watched it when it first came out in 2014 and we were privileged enough to know that when it came out. So when it came out again on Netflix, July 1st, we were just, I mean, we were both on the phone. It's back. And and that's why we're pushing so hard. (laughs) We could not believe that happened. I mean, we, you know, it's been so long, you know, and it's been off the, you know, off the air for three years. And yes, I mean, uh, being on audience channel, that's the direct TV original programming channel was somebody was calling. We're still here. I'm sorry. Somebody was calling. Um, Was a gift in one way because Byron was left alone pretty much. He could do what he wanted. They were like, sure, you know, they weren't going to stick their fingers in um, all over the place. On the other hand, the audience was very limited because you had to have direct TV. So it was very frustrating. And but even even with those limitations, we had an amazing fan base. People were contacting us. People were you know tweeting at us and Instagramming at us all, all the time. We you know people were really you know they were zeroing in on the show, and, and we got so much feedback. And I got so much feedback about Christina and addiction, and you know and just we got so much love from the fans who could see it at that time. And then now to be on Netflix and it's really just like this confluence of, of, you know, of the state of the world that allowed that to happen. You know, it's, we're just, it's amazing to see all the people who, who it's touching, who, and who are reaching out to us. I mean, for crying out loud, my, my, my Instagram went from like 6,000 plus to, it doubled. I'm I'm like at over 12k right now, and I mean, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm not a huge super huge you know actor. I don't have a huge following, but that that like I mean I I'm so grateful for all the people who are reaching out and following, and because um, you know it just shows what the show could have been if it had a wider audience at the time. But now mm-hmm. now now is the perfect time for it and now people are loving it just as much and i'm so grateful that netflix is put us up you know and i'm so grateful to you and and all the people talking about it because at the same time you know netflix put us up but they're not you know promoting it they just put it on you know so the promotion of it at this time is a very much a grassroots effort between the you know the actors and byron and people who are you know, on the crew and, um, and then these, you know, various people who are catching on who have these platforms of podcasts or radio shows or, um, so thank you so much for, oh my gosh. For and we just, word. we, 
Nanda Tui and I were talking about how we would have wished, you know, that Netflix would have had it because I think that Netflix would have been able to, to at the time, you know, be able to make it into a season four, into a season five, into a season six. And we're hoping, and I mean, as you can see, we have a lot of people that are just out there, you know, voting for this petition, but we're hoping for a season four. And so what would you want to happen for Christina in season four? Oh man. You know, I, it's, I mean, of course we all Byron and all the cast, we would love to go back (laughs) we we thought there was going to be a season four um the deals had been made we we were told there was going to be a season four and uh so when we finished shooting season three you know we all hugged each other and said see it see in the fall you know we're gonna you know see you soon you know we thought we'd be back and it was just uh it was all about uh a business fight between our producers and, and direct TV. And, um, and suddenly I get the call from Byron that it's, it's done. So it was not meant to end where it did. Um, I don't know, you know, what Byron would do, what, what, how, if how much he would jump ahead because, you know, I don't know. It's not it doesn't make a huge difference in the kids who are like, you know, in their thirties, but like I'm in my fifties. Um, you know, um, I don't, I'm not in the same shape that I was. Um, but, uh, I mean, I have my COVID gray hair now. Um, but, uh, but I, I don't know, you know, she, she was, she was in a, fairly good place and I hope that she continues to be in a good place I loved I loved your take on where Christina was um in the last season because because while it's still you know in that you know under you know that sort of nether world of of you know uh prostitution it's Uh it's a little bit of a safer environment and and I love that right. you saw her being a mother because, yeah, she's finally getting to mother someone. This this thing that she missed that that you know that is like, an, a, a still an urge, a, a, an instinctual urge that that she has, but she couldn't do it anymore with her grown men sons. Um, right. You know, so she you know she's getting to have these gaggle of girls around her and 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 kind of guide them and boss them and 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 she can hold her own. You know, she's yes, tough. she can. She's tough. She's been on the street. Um, so, yes. um, you know, and I'll tell you, though, <laughs> that was another area that I had to investigate and I did not like it. <laughs> I did not. I did not like. I did not like it at all. I, I did not like the world of cam shows. I. I. Um, I. You know that was stuff that I saw that I cannot unsee, and um, I, yeah, can't give that my stamp of approval. But um, but yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love, you know, the, the relationship she has with Terry. Uh, yeah, he was her pimp, but he's also her friend, you know, and they're getting old together. Right, right. And, uh, and they, you know, 
they're equals, you know. Um, so I just hope that, you know, I'd like to see her. I'd like to investigate some more of Christina's past. But here's my, yeah, there is something that I would like to see Christina investigate, try to do, try to have like a real relationship. Ooh, I love them. it. I would like uh, her yes. to meet someone and actually have a real relationship uh, at this point. You know? Yes. Um, she's had a lifetime of, of using sex as commerce. And I'd like her to, like, find love. So, yeah. Yes, I love it. That is great. I did not think of that, but yes, totally on board. Um, I, I have a, another little tidbit. I don't know if you guys know. Um, because I know you, We're all because ears. I know you like Shelby. Going back to the, you know, other roles I'd want to play, you know, Shelby is delicious. I could never play her, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, we love Shelby. Um, Juliet Jackson, who plays Shelby, is Byron Velasco's wife, and uh, you know, you know, he made the role for her. So, what's crazy is now, you know, in the time that we've we've finished kingdom byron and juliet have two children tucker has two children twins um matt has two children keely has one child i already had a child oh my gosh frank and i were the only one oh no no matt had already had a child when we made the show um already had children so you know we're we are all in way different spaces byron's in a way different Mm -hmm. space in his life. So I, I'm fascinated to know what season four would be like. Yes, absolutely. The family has grown. And it's, <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> and, and, and she was also pregnant in the show yes, yes. in real life, yes, right? Yes, yes. Which I thought was awesome. I love, that was one of the things that I really loved that Byron did and uh, going back to being able to be an audience and, you know, kind of bring in maybe some last minute touch-ups here and there, but be able to bring these, you know, things in that uh, made it even more authentic, yeah. I think. Well, that's what, you know, that's that was the gift of being on the audience channel, this yeah. tiny little yeah. channel where nobody was going to poke their fingers in and it didn't have, like, to go through, you know, 27 producers and network people approval. Mm-hmm. He could, he could... He could spin on a in, in a moment. He could he could you know go take a turn where it wasn't it you know it wasn't planned. But we're gonna do this now. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for this information. I am just sitting here like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> um, Angela, can we get in the question about the fans? Yes. So we got um, like you know there is a lot of groups out there. And one specific that's called Bring Back yeah. Kingdom and they're on Instagram and they're on Facebook yeah. and they're on Twitter and they're just fabulous of getting the word out. And one of the questions, we reached out to them and we asked them like, if there was a question that you would want to ask Joanna about Christina, what would it be? And so their question is, is Christina still in love with Albie? No, 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 no. She has. Is it like an ended chapter in her life? It's an ended chapter in her life. They will always be connected because they have these children and because they share a past. They share a past. You oh, let, you know, you, you when you were talking about the dream, 
and Christina mm-hmm. hangs up on him. Um, you know, one of my perspective on that was that, you know, they're talking, they're talking like friends, they're talking, and then he says, I had a dream about you. Okay. What a line. Like, how? Right. that's a line, right? You, yes, it is. How yes. many women have heard yes. that line? She's not, she's right. not going there with him. That's why she hangs mm-hmm. up. She knows yeah. better. She's not going there. And, you know, they're, they, they've been through it together. And through the, through the, you know, through the course of the episodes, you see them, you know, like back in each other's lives and not happy. You know, he's not happy about it, but she's like, Hey, my son wants to meet my hair. And, they kind of come to an understanding, you know, by the end. There's that scene where uh, she, he, she's out dropping the girls off for a job. And he calls yes. her and says, <laughs> come over. And so she does. And they're just, like, sitting on the couch, comfortable. You know, she's got her feet on his lap, you know, across his lap. They're, like, lounging <laughs> on the couch, drinking together. And, you know... He he makes a heartfelt apology to her. She can't take that. Seems sincere. I'm sorry. Yeah, sincere from him. Yeah, sincere from him. But Christina, you know, she can't take it. She can't take it. I remember Mm -hmm. I had a a bit of a fight with the director on that on that day because he's like, well, you know, it's like he wanted it to be more emotional for her or something. But I was like, you know what? She she's an addict. She takes responsibility for herself and, she, you know, she's, she, she can't take, quite take the apology from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been through so much together and they know each other better than anybody, I think. They know their youth mm-hmm. together, you know? So she's very much attached to him, but she is not in love with him. She does not want to be back with Alvi. I kind of feel like in that in that episode that you were talking about where the apology comes through, I kind of felt like that was Christina's what she needed to hear from Alvi. And then that was her opportunity to say, like, okay, you know what? It's I, I, I can move on to the next chapter of my life. Yeah. Yeah. She's not gonna be maudlin about it. She's not gonna be emotional about it. It's like, thank you. Thank you. Okay. You know? Um, I'm not gonna cry over this. I'm not gonna you know, it's just <laughs> It's just like, okay, I'm going now because thank you. And I'm going now, you know? Yes. Um, right. We wanted, we wanted to do, I know we're taking up a lot of your time and we thank you so no, much I love for this. all that you did to us. Do <laughs> you have it. a little bit more time to play a game I, with us? Uh, I do. I'm a little scared. I'm not good at games, but okay. All right. <laughs> so... I have like three quarters of a beer in me, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not even going to tell you guys where I'm at right now, so <laughs> the nerves are still going. <laughs> so, well, I, I do want to ask her one more question before we go to the sure. game. Is there is, is do you think in 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 Joanna going, you'll ever go to possibly producing or directing? Uh, no, I I'm an actor. I, um, you know, I'm an actor. That's what I am. I don't write. I don't, I, I mean, I have helped people. I have produced a bit like, like small projects with friends. I've helped friends. Mm -hmm. I I like to facilitate friends work, but uh, you know, and I, I feel like I, I, I have a 
good eye, but mm-hmm. um, but no, I don't want to direct. That's a hellish job. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and you know, I, I can't really wrap my head around the technicalities of directing. I can't, you know, it's like I still, you know, I'm I, I've been in this business like you know. 40 years I I, I I like I still don't know what crossing the line means with the camera I still can't wrap my head around that um but but uh yeah I, I mean I wish I could because it, you know this is the the age this is the time in the age technically you know for producing your own material and writing your own material and you know and especially in a pandemic like put it you know filming yourself and putting it up on YouTube (laughs) but I've always felt uh, you know I'm an actor I'm an interpreter of some of of words give me the words and I will create something from that I I don't have the words no I love that all right you ready to play the game yeah all right so it's going to be speed questions um (laughs) in in kingdom fashion we named this on behalf of a scene between jay mac and we call it devil's devil's dandruff excuse me it's a lightning fast and it's got a hint of cinnamon are you ready all right (laughs) so there's no thought into the answers just the first thing that comes to mind all right. So the first one is dogs or cats? Dogs. Lisa or Roxanne? Lisa. Jay or Nate? Jay. Wine or beer? That hurts, but Jay. <laughs> <laughs> wine or beer? Uh, wine. Mac or Keith? Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom or House of Cards? Kingdom. Cake or pie? Pie. Call or text? Text. Manic Monday or walk like an Egyptian? Manic Monday. See, I, I was thinking Manic Monday on a Monday, but walk like an Egyptian on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because, I, I, you know, I, I had my senior, my senior year in high school, there was like a talent, like a sh- senior show and a bunch of people. And I was, uh, I, that's my one foray into directing. Maybe that's why I don't want to do it anymore. Um, <laughs> but one group of people did a walk like an Egyptian, uh, you know, an Egyptian thing. And I was like, no, okay. Manic Monday. Manic Monday. Okay. So finish this phrase. Christina is chaos. Chaos. Very nice. (laughs) That is amazing. I love it. Yes. Uh, So during during your quarantine life, Mm -hmm. have you you you've done so much? You you've done sourdough. You've done sourdough. I did. I did get on the sourdough train. Yes. Yes. You made your own mulberry jam. Yeah, I have a tree, and uh, yeah, that yeah, we get lots of mulberries. I did that. Yeah, I I I um I I finally learned how to like can it, like preserve it, you know, in in hot uh, in hot water bath. <laughs> so so I have many cans of mulberry jam right now. <laughs> you you made rose ice cream yeah I'm, i've been making lots of ice cream ice cream and bread that's that sounds my delicious diet. that's why i don't look like christina anymore 
<laughs> but you also have a tomato garden too. Yes, yes, lots of tomatoes. Yep, I made I made tomato jam the other day. Ooh, yeah, tomato jam. I've never heard of that. So do you just put it like on your sourdough bread with some butter and some yes, tomato jam? Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> Yum. With some basil. Yeah. It it actually had ginger oh in it. Um, the tomatoes Ooh. and ginger. Yeah, and you just you know cut up the tomatoes and throw them in the pot and and you just stir it for hours. I totally want to get that recipe. I got to try this. I know, mm-hmm. right? But I also saw your daughter is beautiful. By the oh, way, thank you. did you really cut Sally's hair? I did. I did. I cut her. I cut her hair today. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my gosh! You're hair. just amazing. You've been busy. <laughs> I mean, her hair has. I love a, it. Her hair has been a whole odyssey because when she was little, she had long, long hair, and you know, and then it was like a big deal to cut it to her shoulders, and you know, I used to have the person, the woman who cuts my hair, do it, and and then she grew it long again, and then she wanted to cut it short. So yeah, once in quarantine, she she had been asking me for a while to cut her hair, and finally I did it. And then she wanted it shorter, and so I did it. And um, turns out I'm pretty good at, at cutting short hair. <laughs> hey, and Jay's today, hair looks yeah, amazing in the show. Today, yeah, today we cut it a little shorter, and but but what she has now begged me to do is buzz it. And I, so I ordered some clippers and she wants a buzz cut. And that is like really scaring me. I was going to say, are you scared? Oh my gosh. I am. am. But I did have some lessons for that episode in which I buzzed Jay's hair. So I was going to say, I was like, you've already cut hair before. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like quarantine live. I, I mean, it's, for me, I, my son is lucky if I even put my eyebrows in, you know, and you're over here <laughs> with all this other like list of stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I need to step up my game. Well, as long as your hair keeps growing, I'll be busy. <laughs> so do you have any new projects coming up? Anything new that you like us to, to put a buzz nope. on? <laughs> Nope. No, uh, you know, you know, the production was completely shut down when we went, when LA closed down. Um, Mm -hmm. Things are slowly starting to happen again. So I've, you know, had a few auditions that I put on tape, which is not something new. You know, a lot of auditions, we've we've been doing self tapes for a while, but now it'll all all be like that. So, um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just auditioning and like wondering what will happen a, a lot of productions are working in canada right now um safer oh. but you have to mm-hmm. you know you have to like sit in quarantine for two weeks and then you can't leave you know for the duration so that's that's just tough definitely but, yeah so, so if anybody wants to find you on social media where can they find um, you i am joanna going on instagram Joanna going one on Twitter and you can go to my IMDB and look at other shows and movies. Yes. <laughs> I have done. And uh, yeah, that's me. We also wanted to go ahead and make sure that everybody that is listening to the podcast needs to know that kingdom is on Netflix binge. Yes. I, I, one of the episodes we talked about, um, how Nando T and I had to watch and wait 
every week for a new episode. <laughs> so everybody that is able to catch it on Kingdom is so spoiled right now because they can binge. But absolutely catch it on Kingdom. Yeah, binge it and take uh, breaks because it's a lot to take. <laughs> it is. Emotionally. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it so is. But also, Kingdom released their merch um, yes. at kingdomofficial.shop. So please, it is beautiful. I love the merch. So I got myself a hat, Good. I got myself a mask, and I got myself a sweater, and I just they love it. They started out with, like, they had one line that they first came out with, but now they've come out with the, the OG stuff with the king, like the T-shirts that they wear on the show, the Navy Street T-shirts. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's all up there. Yeah, go buy it. And then we also have the petition at change.org for season four. So we got to get the word out for that because we want a season four. Yay. And then also on behalf of Ms. Joanna going and us here at Funkaholics, please donate at blacklivesmatter.com, a wonderful charity and movement. And and everybody needs to chip in. It doesn't matter what it is, just something. Yes, please do. blacklivesmatter.com. Thank you. Absolutely. Miss Joanna, we lose time when we're having such a, when we're having fun talking about the things that we love. And from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you so much for giving us your time and bringing this amazing character to life on Kingdom. We hope that you enjoyed your time with us. And if there's ever an opportunity where we could bring you back on, we would absolutely love that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I've had a wonderful time. You guys, I love you guys. I, I seriously, I your your insights into the show are really, really spot on, incredible. I, I, I hope you know all the Kingdom fans should listen to you after they've watched the show. Um, Thank you. But. Uh, <laughs> But thank you so much for having me and for promoting the show. We had such a great time. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Is there anything that you would like to leave us with? Just wear masks. Wear a mask. Yes. Keep safe and keep healthy. You heard it. And six feet apart. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can be like me and just talking 12 12 feet. (laughs) Or you can be like me and never leave your house. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Well, Miss Joanna, thank you so much again. I can't thank you enough. My heart is literally out of my chest, so I apologize if you guys could hear it beating on the episode. <laughs> but um, we absolutely love you. And like I said, you know, we can't say enough about you. But, you know, we're going to let you get back to what you're doing, whether it's, you know, chasing the dogs around, grooming, or, you know, giving more haircuts. Trust me, I would love to be in line in the... <laughs> And Macy's birthday is coming up, right? Um, yeah, Macy's birthday is November first. She'll be eleven. N- Nando T's birthday is the day after. Ah, okay, yes. he won't be eleven, but I bet he wishes he was. Uh, um, there's a one in there that I'll be. So, <laughs> not gonna give you the other one. <laughs> Well, we'll ho- hopefully we'll get to see more pictures of Macy and Honeybee because we just love them. Oh, good. Thank you. There will be. <laughs> yes. And Funkaholics, make sure you guys go out there and follow Miss Joanna. She is yes. amazing. We can't say anything else. So just She's amazing. Go out there and follow her and watch her shows. Watch her movies. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Woo! Jesus, Angela, how did you feel about that interview with 
Miss Joanna going? I just, I can't even put the words together. It was just amazing. We just love her so much. Just her as a person. She, she is just as amazing of an actress that we all fell in love with. I just, we just love her. Yes. Um, she is a funkaholic. I love it. <laughs> she um, just spending, you know, just spending that time with her. Like I said, I mean, the whole time sitting there and, and, and we're asking her these questions and I'm just listening to her voice and I picture Christina the whole time. I definitely, I am, I'm a fan. I am going to get in there and, you know, watch her other episodes or, you know, the other shows and all the things that, you know, that she was on. Thank you so much for grabbing all that history on her. That was absolutely beautiful. And I think she really enjoyed that. The other thing that I wanted to get into was just the time that she gave to us. What a sweetheart. Um, absolutely so amazing. It just goes to show, like, us as fans of Kingdom, we're, we become so addicted to the show. We become so addicted to the, to the characters, the actors, all the heart that they put into it. And look at this. I never thought in a million years that you and I would be sitting down, not even a million years, six years from now, when we used to sit <laughs> in the offices and talk about Kingdom, and then all of a sudden, we're here talking about interviewing one of the cast members. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was so surreal. I just, I, I, when I originally watched her on Mad Men, you know, kind of like 2003, 2013, I'm sorry, 2013. For me, I just, again, I just loved her so much. And, you know, for her to be able to be jo uh, Josephine Marcus was huge because Obviously, we, we know who Josephine Marcus is. She was married to Wyatt Earp. And so her character with Wyatt Earp was phenomenal. She was there with Kevin Costner. And, I mean, just then, I mean, we all love Tombstone. Yes. But, you know, when they did Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner, I just think she blew it out of the water. And I was just so excited when I got to watch her in Kingdom because I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Joanna going. Like, I was just so blown away from her performance. And, and the history... And, and uh, so much homework that she had to do to land each and every single scene that she did in Kingdom. It just shows, again, like you said, so much work that they put in. And it was wonderful. I just, if this is a dream, I don't want to wake up. <laughs> oh, no, no kidding. Like, it was just amazing hearing, you know, those stories from her. And that's what the Funkaholics do. We chase down good, good feeling stories. You know what I mean? And, you know, just to, you know, just to be able to sit down with her and, and pick her brain. It was, it was amazing. And, you know, just for her to even crack jokes with us. And, you know, I think she absolutely loved our new game. So, you know, we definitely got to put that, you know, to, uh, to Mr. Mac Daddy and uh, to Miss Shelby, you know, when those, when those come. Oh, it was just like I said you know literally I was like I almost got shell-shocked like I was sitting there and I was just like I cannot believe that I'm hearing her voice right now and we're talking to her because there's a couple times where I got quiet and literally I did not want to tell you guys like what beer I was on because <laughs> but it didn't even make a difference the, the my heartbeat didn't change it didn't slow it down or anything that's why I was just like oh this is this is so great and this it truly is a blessing to say that as a kingdom fan you know that we actually get to sit down yes. with them and you know for the fact that they love us as well you know because she oh uh, I, I can't I, if if she listens to this episode um miss joanna i just want to say that i love your character so much that i did say some bad shit about you in, in one of the episodes <laughs> and i am i'm truly sorry <laughs> it's just you know the character that she portrayed you know and i and she played it so beautifully that you know i'm i'm, I'm sure i'm not the only one that's had you know that type of feeling about that but 
you know, just having her on here. I mean, and then when she said that she listened to the episodes, like I told you, I was like, you know, <laughs> you couldn't even squeeze a penny out of me because I tightened up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and again, it just kind of goes back and anybody that listens to this and anybody that's on Twitter and anybody that's on Instagram, anybody that's on Facebook, I mean, the whole cast is this way. I, I've seen videos from, you know, Paul that plays Keith, from Jonathan that plays Jay, from uh, Frank Grillo who plays Alvy, and they are just pouring their heart out, you know, where they're how grateful they are of their fans. And I just think it's so great. Mac and uh, that plays Mac and Juliet that plays Shelby and, you know, Miss Joanna going, uh, you know, that plays Christina is it's just it, it's so refreshing to be able to see how much they love their friends and they appreciate them and they out of their busy days yes. my gosh to be able to tweet back or instagram back and and just say how much that they appreciate it and we we fall in love with all of their work and we just can't think enough for everything that they do and and we have to remember as actors and actresses like she said she goes home and she has to make dinner yes. and she has to take care of her daughter and she's she's busy as well as we are but they make these absolutely fantastic projects that we just come to love and that one day if we watch their projects it might you know hit us in our personal level like kingdom has and we just can't thank them enough for what they've done for us because it's just wonderful. Oh, yeah. and, and I truly believe that Kingdom was way ahead of its time because even watching it now, I just I just think that, and we've talked about this in the podcast, but I've, this is my fourth time watching it <laughs> and I can't get enough. I just can't get enough. And I could probably sing that song as I'm saying this. I just can't right. get enough. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's like you said. I couldn't have said it better. It's surreal, you know. Um, you know, just for her to spend the time with us and do all that, and some of the stories that she shared with us, like it hit home with me. You know, just how she was saying, you know, mm -hmm. her father was an active alcoholic, and you know, I that that touches base with me, or you know, hits home with me because you know, I you know, I, I grew up with a father that was exactly like that, and it 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 brings it more home when you can you know like you said you know we we look at them as actors and actresses and we put them on these you know these pedestals and we you know we we always dream about what that lifestyle is like but just her saying that you know she's at home you know chasing the dogs around trying to give them baths and she's got her daily routine down and then also you know her you know giving her daughter a haircut it's just like oh, that's no, that's shit that I do at home. Chasing Mercy around. You literally house, do. You know. <laughs> and give people haircuts. You literally yeah, do. <laughs> you know? So and then when she was saying, she's like, you know, like, oh my God, I was like itching, you know, when she was saying, she was just like, you know, yeah, I had to give my daughter a haircut and, you know, she wants to do this next. So I ordered some clippers and I'm just like, you gave Jay a haircut. Like, I'm like, like you know, I'm like literally like just ants in the pants, like, you know, trying to jump in there and then she catches it and she's just like, you know, I've got some experience because I gave Jay a haircut and it was just, um, it was such an amazing, this was just this was really great. I mean, it just, like I said, I just, you know, I'm, I'm on, I'm in the clouds right now. It was so cool just being able to sit down with her and, and talk with her. Can't say enough. Can't say enough. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody that is watching Kingdom, um, you know, it's, it's one of those where we have our own interpretation of Christina. And it was so nice to be able to hear it from the person that created that story for Christina to say what she felt and what she had to go through. Because I think sometimes we we are so easy to be able to put these labels, but we don't know what everybody's going through day to day. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it was so beautiful for us to, to hear from her everything that she did to be able to get into this character. I just, I just love it. You know, it. what's funny is how she was saying that, you know, now, you know, because of the pandemic and, you know, the way things are changing for them, they have to record videos of them acting and then send it off. Matt Brandt said the exact same thing in a podcast that I listened to. He said, you know, things are different right now. He's like, I had to adjust from acting in front of people to acting in front of my phone, recording the video and sending it off. So, you know, her sharing that, that was... um, that was really cool. But here's where I want to go with this before we close up shop. When we when you asked her that question about season four and what would she want to see out of Christina, let's go down the line and who would we want to see as a love interest for Miss Christina? Oh my gosh, that would be so hard for me because uh, I I didn't want her to go back to Terry, but she's right. They're they're longtime friends that they've gone through so much. And, you know, it, I, I could see that. And I'm thinking, you know, if, if she were to, I think that would be hard for Christina to have to explain oh. what she does and have somebody that would be okay with her doing what she does. And of course, and I don't know if hopefully Byron is listening to this one day, but maybe if she could become like this amazing madam. Yes. <laughs> And and maybe, you know, she won't have to do, you know, what she's had to do to to make money. She can push Cody out of the way. I'm not saying that I don't like Terry, but maybe push Terry out of the way. And she can take care of the girls herself. And then maybe she can focus on her own love life. Yes. Who are you Oh, thinking? my God. So you're going to think I'm crazy, but I absolutely love this idea. And here are the reasons why. I would love for her to develop a relationship with Garo. Garo? That's interesting. I didn't even think of Garo. Garo is retired. Garo was a former promoter. So he knows how to make money. He knows how to do things. He knows how to promote. Yeah, because he got pushed out. Yes. Yeah, he got pushed pushed out. out. Christina is not necessarily on the end of retirement. The impression that we get is that she's moving into the madam spot. Yeah, she's flourishing. And she knows how to take care of business too. I think the two of them together in running this little project that she's got going on and, and you know, kind of moving uh, Terry out of the way, I think they would absolutely be phenomenal. Like, I would <laughs> love, like, Garo is such a comedian. I would love for Garo to shed some light on her character and just give her some opportunities to just be like, you know what, run with it and I'll help you with whatever you need, you know, and just give that comedic side to to them. And hopefully we have Byron on one day that we can ask him that. Or, or suggest that because I think that's wonderful. I never thought of Garo. Oh my god! We gosh. never see Garo in a relationship. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Well, he's got. He always has gorgeous assistants. Yes, <laughs> yes, but 
but we never, you know, we never, we never get to see anything happening with them. So that's why I was saying when she said that, when, you know, when she said like, I would love to, you know, I would, I would love for Christina to have, um, you know, a love interest, like her, for her to develop a, a relationship and find love. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, why is Garo popping into my head? And just think, Angela, <laughs> Garo and Christina show up to a fight, and Alvi's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would just love to see Garo and Alvi's interactions because they have all these great a- interactions on the show. Could you imagine if, you know, like maybe even Garo comes to Alvi for like advice? Like, you know, Christina's, you know, not talking to me or I pissed her <laughs> off. Uh, you, know, you know, what do you think I should do? Like, I would just love to see what would happen with that. Well, I think it would be like he would, Albie would turn into another Ryan, you yes. know, with having like Gara would be the new Albie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, like the triangle of Lisa and Alvi and Ryan love triangle. It would be an Alvi, Christina and Garo triangle. That's interesting. Yes. I, I, I kind of like right? that, to be honest See, with I'm you. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> and Garo is a very handsome man. So. <laughs> I love Garo. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. I think it's the accent, though. I think it's the accent. Yeah, part of it is the accent, but I mean, you know. Part of it is the accent. <laughs> I love his confusion, too. You know, every time Alvi comes around, he's confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love that idea. So, I love that idea. But... Funkaholics, for those of you that are listening to the podcast and the amazing group that we just joined, which is Bring Kingdom Back. Give us some feedback, guys. Tell us what you think about these crazy ideas. Let us know how you thought about the interview with with Miss Joanna. Hit that subscribe, download, give us that five star rating on Apple Podcasts if you do use Apple. I can't say enough. We've got episodes dropping every Wednesday. We've got more coming. We've got a lot more actors that uh, that we've uh, that we've scheduled. So God willing, everything falls through and we get them on and we can bring you another great episode like we did with Miss Joanna. So I wanted to take a moment just to thank my guys and Miss Little Kenya that um, has joined us as well. So Flo, Isaac, Jesus, Sal, Kenya, and you, Angela. Thank you so much spreading the word, letting people know about the show and just showing love. I, I can't thank I can't thank you guys enough. I, I, I know my guys are listening from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Share, retreat. I just can't thank you enough. I'm just so humbled that you've given me the opportunity to be able to be part of this because again, we we talked about this. You know, at the beginning of 2014, it just seems ages ago, but it's just so wonderful to be able to be part of this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how everybody from all walks of life during this huge pandemic can come together and appreciate this beautiful piece of art.